Yeah, I, I have a feeling Josh Robbins and I were were clicking mindlessly trying to get get meat, the, <laughs> that makes the meat sweats. It, it's yeah. a new definition of meat sweats. <laughs> your kicks on episode number 66 of the promo upfront podcast i am one of your hosts bill petrie with me as always the sergeant of the sweatpant the director of the data breach the head honcho of the hoodie the one and only kirby hossman kirby how the hell are you i'm doing well uh it's good to be back in the office you know i think um both of us have sort of missed some business travel but it's funny how i'm not in that kind of shape either Right. Like it's, it, it had a great week last week. We obviously, I was at SKU camp doing the, the podcast, but man, it's been great to be back in the office to reconnect, to kind of um, unload ideas. So it's really good, man. I'm doing well. How good. about you, bud? Good. Well, I, I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. I, I, you know, I'm surprised you're admitting you're not in your liver's not in fighting shape. <laughs> Working from home, my liver's in great shape, um, and it, it, it. Uh, I feel really good about a lot of things, but if I'm, I'm sorry, I got to get real here. I need to get up on my soapbox. That's right, kids. That's right. Are you familiar with the soapbox? I think you are Kirby. You know, they're growing. They are growing and they're growing exponentially fast Kirby. That's right. In just their first nine months, the soapbox has hosted over 4,000 private meetings and established itself as the most conversational virtual platform in the promotional product space. I don't think there's any argument there. We can just move on to the next line. Lots of great (laughs) feedback from both uh, distributors and supplier side. Uh, And now they're actively seeking qualified distributor participants for their next round of soapbox events. This is your chance to get up on the soapbox. You know what I'm saying, Kirby? I, I, I follow you. Okay. What? Yeah, now, now, there might be some people who don't know what soapbox marketing communications is. And frankly, shame on them. But <laughs> I'm here and you're here. We're going to help them out a little bit. What is it? Soapbox is a one-on-one brainstorming platform designed for those deeper dive conversations we all need. They've extracted the most productive elements of the in-person hosted buying event format and created a custom online platform that offers a streamlined and improved experience for distributors. You're a distributor, Kirby. You know this for fact. Distributors have only four meetings per event, which yeah. means it hardly takes up any time and you contain a whole bunch more information. No more drinking from that proverbial fire hose. Yeah. Kirby, you've been on the soapbox from day one. Yep. What do you like best about it as a distributor? You know, I, I think I've talked to both suppliers. You know, I've obviously talked to, to both sides of the, the spectrum. The, the suppliers that I've talked to have really enjoyed it too. But for me, what you just said is exactly right. The, it's, it's for me, it's four meetings in a row, 20 minutes of time. There's a 10 minute break in between. So you are getting that one-on-one time, but you get a minute for a bathroom break. You get a chance to check your emails in between so that you can give your full attention to the supplier while you're, yeah. you're kind of all in on that meeting. And the other thing I've found is I've, I've had the ability to meet with suppliers I might not otherwise meet. And so awesome. it has truly been very productive and some business have has really, I mean, literally today, actually, this is funny. I just thought of this. We wrote an order today based on 
something that happened, I think it was last week in one of our, my promo soapbox meetings. So business is being done and that's what's, what it's all about. No better testimonial than that. They're super manageable. They're convenient. You can join from anywhere. They're simple. It's the easiest virtual platform in the industry. And that, that's not even up for discussion. They're conversational, great supplier mix. You just touched on that. And it's free. There's no charge for distributors. So you, you hear these accolades from the internet, from Kirby, from suppliers and distributors. Why not see if you qualify, Mr. and Mrs. Distributor? They're onboarding new distributors right now. So for more information and to see if you do qualify, they do have some pretty strict um, uh, parameters to make sure that everybody's getting great value out of the soapbox. So if you see if you qualify, complete the request info form at promosoapbox.com or send an email to info at promosoapbox.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, we are episode number 66 of the Promo Front Podcast. Are you ready to hit the bricks? I am. I'm excited. I'm excited to to jump in. Now, do you have Promo Front or do I? I I have Promo Front today and I am pissed off. All right, Kirby. I don't know. I I don't know if you saw this, but Next Level Apparel uh, Mm -hmm. have reported a data breach. I saw this uh, via ASI. Are you familiar with this? I did not. This is new information to me. So I'm going to go through this, um, and then I want I want to talk to you about a specific portion of this. So it uh, they sent out a communication on October 4th, which was Monday of this week, saying an incident. And these are quote. This is actual. An incident that may have involved some information maintained on our employees' email accounts, including names accompanied by social security numbers, Mm. financial and checking account numbers. Have I got your attention yet? Payment card numbers, driver's license numbers, limited medical and health information. Now, an internal investigation, Kirby, said, quote, An unauthorized person had access to a limited number of employee email accounts at various times between February 17th and April 28th, 2021. We can't confirm if any information was viewed. So they're using super vague language when I can't think of any more scary things that might have been breached from a data perspective. So they are encouraging those impacted to remain vigilant, Kirby. They're taking steps to enhance email security protocols and re-educating staff for best practices of keeping your data secure. And quote, my favorite part, your confidence and trust are important to us. We regret any inconvenience or concern or uh, this incident may have caused. Are you effing kidding me? Data breaches happen. I'm not even going to ask for your opinion first because I'm going to give mine. Data breaches happen. It's a reality in the world we live in. I think we all kind of know that's always on the table that it might happen. But my goodness, I cannot think of a more pedestrian, a more more vanilla, a a more lackadaisical uh, response to something that is an absolute crisis when you're talking about names associated with social security numbers, medical information, driver's license numbers. I mean, you talk about a blueprint for identity theft, <laughs> there it is. But then you have this milk toast response that, yeah. well, we're sorry if it causes you any concern. Yeah. So I, I don't know who's running crisis management over there or public relations, but it, they're doing a terrible job. I don't care if it's one of my best friends, you're doing a bad job. So the question I want to pose to you, certainly share anything you want. Mm, Yeah, sure. Will this prevent you, 
you might be a next level customer. Would you do business with next level knowing that this is their approach to a data breach? I'll tell you what, I would not. Yeah, it, I will say just reading that it it is like, it's press releases that written by the attorneys. It's a primer on how not to respond to a crisis. It is literally written so that, hey, we're going to, we're going to do this in such a way that we will not admit to any wrongdoing so that we aren't sued. And the problem with that is, is it really doesn't say, hey man, we got it wrong and we own it and we're going to do everything in our power Mm -hmm. to fix it. And, and hey, we're like, it said for those who've been affected, um, hey, sorry, but uh, just be vigilant. Well, was that me? Yeah. Was that maybe I'm asking, (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm not asking for a friend. I'm asking for me. I I know in their defense, I think they reached out. I think they reached out to people they thought were affected, but that doesn't mean you were or weren't. I mean, look, it's just like we talk about. It's not, it's not necessarily the mistake. It's the lie to cover it up. In this case, it's not the mistake. It's how you're handling it and how you're communicating it. There's not a drip of compassion in here. (laughs) There's not any sort of, of, uh, emotion of man, we can't believe this happened, and here's what's going to happen, and here's how we're going to fix it. And yeah, uh, we, you well, know, we're never going to store things like this again. The fact that people have access to that stuff, driver's license numbers, payment cards, yeah. Uh, well, and again, somebody somebody has access to that in every organization, right? Of, of course. course, but of course, but apparently, in next level, anybody can have access to it. <laughs> it, it does. I'm I, joking. And but one of the things I would say is this: this feels like one of those times where. Um, leadership is a tough job. And, and you and I have no talked question. about that before. Yeah, This feels like one of those times where someone delegated something that shouldn't have been delegated. Like, and yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a point at which when something like this happens, this should be yeah. the, the CEO, this should be the person going, okay, I'm going right. to be the person who takes the arrows. I'm going to be the person who owns this. It's someone, and whether it's the CEO, the CFO, whatever, because I understand what you're saying. The person running PR, mm-hmm. dude, the, if, and I'll just use you as an example. If you're CEO of that company and the, and the PR person sends you that. They would be like, running it in the first no, place. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. Like right. we're going to call a, a, a press conference, a Facebook live. We're going to, I'm going to control this because I'm going to say, this is what we're going to do. This is our plan to fix it. And yep. uh, I want them to look in my eyes and understand that I'm really, I'm genuinely, sincerely sorry. And here's all the things we're going to do. And I will say, I'm, I'm a little, that's a 1980s press release, right? It really is. That's what it, I it feel is like. A, it, 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 this, a, we don't want to get sued press release. And, and I get that, like but said. I think that's one of the things that it, there have been companies in the, and I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there've been where it's like, there is, they've come out and they've gone, dude, we've done wrong. Here's what we're going to do. And yeah. there are case studies about how to do this. This is not one of them. We have them in our industry in how to do this. Yeah. Okay. It's not like our industry is is not subject to having mistakes made. Right. And here's the thing about this data breach. It could have been five people right. affected. But the way it's addressed, it's so like open-ended. It's I, so generic. I, it could be anybody. And so honestly, I would question doing business with next level at this point until I got some reassurances about how they're handling data at this point. I really would. What's funny is I I literally, when you went through that press release and you were reading it, I was like, Mm -hmm. think about all the POs you had, maybe. I I was literally going, does it affect me? Because it didn't say we've reached out to the people who've been affected and we've addressed. It didn't say that at least what you read again. I, this is the first I was hearing it. And so to me, I'm like, well, does that affect me? I don't know. 
I guess apparently I just need to be vigilant. <laughs> apparently. Well, look, and maybe I'm being, I know I'm being harsh and I know there's great people at Next Level Apparel who care and care very deeply, not just about their company, but also people's security. But th this is unacceptable. In, in today's society where data breaches are more and more and more common, this type of response to it is absolutely unequivocally unacceptable. And I, I you know, I would, again, if I was a distributor, I would think twice, perhaps three times before I sent them business because I don't know what's happening with my data. I have, I have after reading everything that they wrote, I have no better uh, level of comfort, no higher level of comfort that they're actually going to not uh, protect, that they are actually are going to protect my data. Right. Yeah. That's all right. That's a so tough there, one. There, there's my, there's my soapbox. I was getting on the soapbox. <laughs> All right, Kirby, what you got? Okay. All right. So I've got a couple of topics here. I'm just going to look through. You know what? I'm gonna, I feel like this is um, earlier this week. I'm going to jump in on this. Um, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp went down for about six yep. hours. I don't know if that was yesterday or the day before as we're recording this. It was Monday, I believe. Monday. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think like a lot of people, I, I went to go to Facebook. It didn't load. Facebook always yeah. loads, right? And so I was like, what's wrong with my Wi-Fi? Mm -hmm. <laughs> if Facebook isn't loading, my Wi-Fi must be. Right. Well, then it turns out it wasn't. It was, And then I moved on with my day and thought it'll come back or whatever. It being right. down for six hours by the end, you're like, it is coming back, right? Right. Um, and it made me think, um, and, and I'm probably going to dig into this in topics like for blogs and stuff later. It, it made me think, what if Facebook went away? What, yeah. how would we market our business? I certainly am one of the yeah. people who utilizes Facebook yeah. and Instagram as a, I use it more as a distribution channel, but it mm -hmm. is, you know, it is something that we use to promote content and, and different right. things that way. So, and, and I have some thoughts about this, but I, I think that this is one of those moments where we need to say, not if, but when, because Nobody thought Sears would ever go away. Nobody thought, yeah. you know, um, Kmart would ever not be the top retailer, whatever. Yeah. And things change. So right. what is the plan for organizations if and when Facebook goes away? So uh, obviously I noticed the breach too. Well, yeah. not the breach. Sorry, I'm still stuck on the, <laughs> the breach. I, I noticed the fact that Facebook wasn't loading, but and it was very interesting, my own response. I didn't think once of, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to mindlessly scroll and see little you mm -hmm. know, videos about cats and stuff. Uh, I was more of a crap. This is the day my, the blog drops and how mm -hmm. are we marketing yeah. this and what's, you know, how is that, how are we going to get, so I, how do we go to market? You. Yep. Um, we leverage social media heavily to market to our target audience and as a distribution channel. So to answer your question, I actually think I have an easy answer. Um, but it's not an easy answer. Ooh, the mystery. <laughs> so Sears went away because they didn't evolve and adapt to a marketplace that wanted to buy things differently. People didn't just stop buying things. They yeah. still buy stuff. They just didn't want to buy it in the way Sears was selling it in large stores, footprints, things like that. They were replaced right, right. by Amazon or, or other things. So when Facebook mm. ceased to exist, there will be something else that has replaced it, in my mm. opinion. So yeah, to me, it's not going to just disappear. It's not like, um, you know, they stopped making, you know, this, this specific type of candy. 
because no one was buying it. They're just going to stop. They'll become irrelevant because something else will grab our attention. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think the solution will present itself. Okay. I like that. That's a, that's a good point. I think what it reminds me of is something we've talked about before. And it's something I've certainly talked about before is the difference between rented media and owned media. What it mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and just for those, you and I've talked about it, but yeah. just for those listening, I mean, we're traditionally as businesses, very comfortable with renting media. So the, right. the radio station owns the audience. We rent that time from them, TV and right. really Facebook too. I think we think, Hey, I've got 2000 followers on Facebook. Those are Facebook's contacts. You know, we're renting them. Facebook's still the vehicle. Yeah. And, and, and that was like, that was the, when Facebook goes away, that proves that I don't own those people because they just went away. Right. And so that's a, that's a great point. And so it really did kind of re um, energize me to go, Mm -hmm. okay, I say that all the time, but what am I actively doing within my own business to build my audience into owned media that I want them signing up for my text messages, my email, your email list. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is something that almost like the next day, Mm -hmm. Dustin and I were talking about, okay, how do we ramp that back up and not in an annoying way, but just to go, let's make that a point of, if you really want to make sure you get all of this content or you have access to it, we need to make sure we're providing a ton of value to do that. But that is to me, the big shift that I like, I quickly made in my mind, I'm like, we need to get back to owning the media. And so yeah. that was, that was something that popped into my head. I think you bring up an excellent point there about the owned media. I really do. I, I, it's something I don't think enough about. Um, but you're right. We don't, you know, Facebook owns the data. Mm-hmm. They own it all. And, and what's yeah. so funny about that is they can do with it whatever they want. You exactly. Know, when, when was the last time you read a user agreement on Facebook? It's 18 <laughs> pages long. And, you know, you, you may have signed, you know, your dog away or yeah. whatever. You just don't even know. And so we don't own any of that. We are, you know, it, it's, it's funny. It's a very cost-effective platform from a it price is. perspective, right? Yep. In, in many ways, it's, it doesn't cost a dime. Right. Oh, but there's a price. And the yeah. price is they own the data. They own, they own your distribution. They control who sees what and when. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you pick up a good point to how important it is to do as much as you can, not just to own your distribution channels, but also use them in a smart way, like you said, making sure it's, it's permission-based marketing, right? It's right. okay yeah. to send these things because we're, yeah. we're in that weird society now where people get all, oh, don't send me that. Yeah. Well, and again, to your point, I mean, I immediately was like, okay, so where are my other big followings at? Right. Okay. I've got a bunch on Twitter. I've got a bunch on YouTube. So, I mean, I could certainly yeah. shift to those other things, but um, I think I'm like, okay, a good mix of rented media and yeah. owed media still makes sense. I think that's the bigger question because something will always replace something yeah. else. I really do believe that. Um, so I don't think we have to worry about so much what's going to replace Facebook. It's how do we maintain control over the distribution and the, the, the our, our target audience? Awesome. Yeah. I love it, Kirby. Okay. All right, Kirby. I, we talked earlier about next level. How about some next level promo? Whoa. <laughs> That is what you call a platinum level transition in the radio business, folks. That's right. Next level promo. Now, several people emailed this to me as they controlled their distribution. Nice. Um, Are you familiar with, uh, I think it's an acronym. It stands for America's Roast Beef. Yes, sir. Are you familiar with Arby's, Kirby? (laughs) I love me some Arby's. Sure. 
Okay. So I don't know if you know this, they released, uh, you know, a lot of the fast food restaurants are releasing yeah. very limited edition merchandise, yeah. um, which is brilliant, brilliant marketing and, yep. and it's promo. I don't know if you saw this, they released sweats, uh, both a hoodie and pants mm -hmm. uh, that were smoked by barbecue pit masters. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. That makes so much sense yeah. for them. So we have the meats. Yep, it coincided with the release of their new country style rib sandwich. It's a line of sweatpants and sweatshirts that were actually smoked, just like the meat, and then vacuum sealed on on the property in East Texas at Sadler's Smokehouse. Uh, so that funny. when you when you open when you open them up, they will smell like your favorite barbecue when you wear them. Now, this is a quote from from the. Uh, release by the way this stuff sold out in 14 minutes yeah <laughs> what do you know yeah I, I have a feeling josh robbins and i were were clicking mindlessly trying to get get meat, the, <laughs> that makes the meat sweats it's yeah. a new definition of meat sweats um <laughs> so here's their quote when you're sitting in a smokehouse smoking the meat for arby's real country rib sandwich for hours and hours over real hickory wood your brain starts to wander you begin to wonder what would a pair of premium sweats might smell like? <laughs> if that they is not too... what I'm thinking about. <laughs> Let me read that again. You begin to wonder what a pair of premium sweats might smell like if they too were smoked over hickory wood for hours. Well, we found out. So I, I think it's brilliant. Again, it's brilliant targeted marketing. Um, the, the example I always use that my kids were big into when they were teenagers was Supreme. Yeah. They would drop a T-shirt that probably cost, you know, a dollar eighty-five for them, <laughs> and it would they charge seventy bucks for it, and they'd sell out in minutes. Yeah. So it got me to thinking, Kurt. What well, what do you think about this? Do so you agree? I yeah I I so a I think it, again Arby's it makes total sense. I think the the shtick of saying hey we have smoked sweatpants and I think it fits yeah. with their brand by the way, which I think that part's good. The, the other yeah. thing I think of is, do I want sweatpants that smell like that? No. No, I do not. No. I will wash them immediately so I can wear them. Yeah, I, I have to agree. First of all, I think it's genius because it yeah. entices and embraces the other senses yeah. involved in oh, that Oh, I think that's experience. cool, yeah. Um, so they'd really create a true experience like you, uh, look, I smoke meat in my backyard all the time. I can get that smell anytime I want <laughs> and a free meal with it. So yeah. I don't need to spend $65 on a hoodie to get that sensation. But you wanted to but buy it. Got, it. But, but it got me thinking, Kirby. <laughs> it got me thinking. You always get nervous when I say that. Yeah, it got bit. me thinking, Kirby. What are some other promotional product and smell combos that we don't even know we need? And I have a few. I know okay, this good. I thought it was, was going to be another. I was like, damn it, it's my turn for the game. It's it, my turn to drop it on you. And actually, this isn't a game. This is just okay. kind of a, this is part of the podcast. Okay. How about a blanket with the popcorn scent? Thinking, you know, a little pop secret. There's nothing better than that smell of buttered popcorn, right? Right. That's not bad. Yeah, no, I love that. I, and again, I think you partner that with something like somebody like Netflix Pop or, Secret or Apple yeah. TV. Um, how about sweatshirt with the smell of s'mores? Mm, yeah, that's good. I like that See? a lot. Not all my ideas are wheels off. <laughs> we'll we'll okay. get to the wheels off ones. Okay. Um, how about a Bluetooth speaker and freshly cut grass? You could have Toro mowers mm. do that. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. I would I say like freshly cut grass. I'd, I'd also uh, do a, a Corona. Okay. So, you know, right. so I after like you're that. sitting on the porch, listening to some music. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a leather coaster in the smell of fine bourbon, like from Old Forester. Yeah, that's got to be for vault promotions. 
Yeah. And then the last one, I, and I don't know why I just like the smell of chocolate chip cookies, but how about earbuds that smell like chocolate chip cookies? Although I think that's a bad idea. I th- think your dog would probably pick those up and yeah. crunch on those. So bit. I love the idea of doing something with chocolate chip cookies. I'm not sure earbuds is where I would go, but hey, I hear you on that. Look, I can't come up with all the ideas, Kirby. There's got to be a clunker there. They, they can't all be home runs. All right. Yeah, you got fair. one more topic? Or are uh, we sure. Are we good to go? Yeah. Go. Um, so I, this is, we'll make this a quick one if that's all right. Yeah. So one of the, yeah. one of the things I've found here in the last couple of weeks is, and I think we've talked a little bit about it, that I've been fighting through, you know, I'm a pretty positive guy. And I realized one of the reasons I've been, um, I, I kind of came to this realization that you and I talk a lot about morning routines a lot, right? Yeah. And one of the things I talk a lot about is putting good in my brain first thing, right? Yeah. Like I, I'm like, okay, I want to listen to a podcast. I want to do this. Right. And I realized that one of the things that I, I that's one thing that I don't dev- define specifically, like you and I talk a little bit about this. I'm like, I do have two cups of coffee. I go yep. t- on the treadmill at 7am. I like, I eat the same breakfast every day. They, like there's some things that are very defined mm-hmm. and the, I'm going to put something good in my brain is not. Right. And I've realized that I've totally let that slide. And so all of a sudden it's become Facebook, which is definitely not intentionally positive or ESPN or whatever. And it's funny because I've been in a little bit, Mm -hmm. I just haven't been myself. And this morning Mm -hmm. I downloaded a, just a totally purely motivational book. I listened Mm -hmm. to that on the treadmill instead. And I was like, oh, wow, it feels different again. And so I, whenever something like I have an aha moment like that, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I wonder if a anybody else struggles with that and b if that's something that you are intentional about in the morning or are you are you a little late more laissez-faire about your morning routine um i i i used to be a little more laissez-faire about it i think these days i what i like to do actually when i wake up i, I do grab my phone it's mm-hmm. the first thing i do um but i i generally check uh, the promo pulse app real quick but then what the what i spend time on it's not Facebook that can wait. It's not websites that can wait. I actually play puzzle game because I hmm. like that helps me get my brain moving in the morning, Interesting. whether it's word-based, whether it's, uh, you know, puzzle, more puzzle-based. I like little games like that. Um, hmm, nothing, that's interesting. maybe 10, 10 or 15 minutes just to get my brain awake. Um, and then I can go about my day and there's nothing negative about it. No, yeah. I stink that day, which is <laughs> absolutely possible, but that kind of helps just kind of get my, my old man brain moving in the, in the right direction. It helps. Uh, it, it just helps get that, that energy going that I need. Cause you know, everybody works differently. Yeah. Uh, I find I'm at my peak, my peak creativity in terms of work is generally between eight in the morning and one o'clock in the afternoon. And, okay. and after that, after that, I probably need to focus on emails. I need to focus on mundane tasks and right. things like that. But, it, you know, so I, I that helps me jumpstart my morning. No, oh, that's really good. That's cool. Well, I'd be curious I, to hear from the audience because I, that's one of those that. things that, that um, like you said, everybody works differently. But it is yeah. funny because I talk a lot about the importance of a morning routine. And I've been doing a, much of it. But that's yeah. one of the things that I feel like I have not been intentional about what I've been putting into my brain. And it, the moment I'm not, most yeah. of what we see in the world is negative. And so that, that has snuck into my day. And I think it's, it's affected my mood and my productivity. There's a reason that ratings for news programs are down. I don't watch them. 
Yeah. Yeah. Purposefully. I don't watch those for sure. All right, Kirby. Kirby, speaking of being purposeful, do you have a purposeful little game for us for the party in the back? Oh, you're waving in your left hand, some sort of piece yeah. of paper and you're excited. You're rubbing I, your hands together. I am excited. So it's, it's funny. We, you know, come up with these every day. And so it's like, yeah. for me, it takes me a while to come up with a theme, but then once I come up with a theme, I'm usually, Oh, okay. I got, I got this. I got this. Yeah. So, um, so we'll see what you think of this, but we're going to go with an, an either or game. I love the either or games. Mm -hmm. Best TV shows of all time. Oh, no problem. Every answer will be correct. Not an issue. <laughs> okay. Kirby, let's have it. All right. Ready? Mm -hmm. And it's just between the two shows you're giving. Yeah. Just it's the just two between... that we're thinking. Got okay? it. Fargo no or Stranger Things. I bailed out on Stranger Things. Um, I okay. wanted to like that so bad. I watched the first season, okay. and I got two episodes. Excuse me, two episodes in the second season. I was like, eh. So I'm gonna go with Fargo. Fargo, love it. Okay, Sons of Anarchy or Twenty Four. I've never seen either one. Okay, so, so I'm gonna, I, I will based on based on my knowledge of both genres. I'm going to go with 24, but I got a beef with 24 because okay. I understand the premise. It was 24 hours in one person's day and each yep. episode Jack was Bauer. an hour. Yep. It's 24, right? Jack Bauer. I really think it would have been funny if for three straight episodes, they just showed him sleeping. That's my <laughs> prop. That's what I really think should have happened. Okay. So it was a little more of the Truman Show. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, Frasier or ER? ER. Okay. ER. Frasier, Frasier was good, not great. Okay. The Walking Dead or NYPD Blue? Oh, man. <laughs> NYPD Blue. NYPD Blue. Gotta love myself some Sipowitz. Uh, okay. that, that's a great show. Very underrated show. Okay. I like it. Uh, 30 Rock or Parks and Recreation? 30 Rock. No, yeah. Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Parks and Recreation. Sorry. Parks and Recreation. Okay, cool. Uh, Finally, sir. Yeah, finally, X-Files mm -hmm. or Arrested Development? Oh, pfft, Arrested Development for days. I'm like <laughs> so into Arrested Development right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm watching it again and it's delicious. I almost wrote Arrested Development for days on my notes because I knew you would say that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Friends or mm -hmm. South Park? Oh, South Park, please. <laughs> okay. Wrong. Uh, the West Wing. Or Star Trek, the original series? Ooh, I'm going to go West Wing on that one. Star Trek, the original series, has not aged well. Yeah, I would agree. Um, plus, West Wing was one of my favorites, so I, that was, I was a little stilted on that one. Um, okay. The Office or Lost? Oh, The Office. That's not, 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 next. <laughs> Seinfeld. On my desk every yeah. day. I get to see my Dwight Schrute <laughs> bobblehead. So that should tell you right there. It's always going to be the office. It'll be the office. Okay. Uh, Seinfeld. You're doing great. I've only got a couple more. Okay. Seinfeld. Seinfeld or the Simpsons. Ooh. <laughs> a couple of these I've purposefully. Yeah. That's a tough one. I'm going to have to go with Seinfeld um, as much as it pains me to, to go against Simpsons. But I, I, it's hard to beat. You, know, you talk about a show, even with the anachronistic portions of it and pay phones, things like that, it it holds up. I, I we during the pandemic we rewatched the entire series and it holds up beautifully. 
Cool, cool. I thought you might go Simpsons just based on longevity, yeah. but I respect yeah. that. Okay, ready? The last two. Mad Men or Game of Thrones? Mad Men, not even a conversation. <laughs> I just thought you'd go that marketing. Final, final one. Yep. Breaking Bad or The Sopranos? I'm going to go Breaking Bad, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that one, but the the weird juxtaposition of the high school teacher breaking bad i just great great stuff and i mean the things that he would say uh just always got me it's almost like i don't know like he got up on a soapbox and speaking of soapbox <laughs> kirby they're our sponsor this week that's right they're growing growing fast we talked about how in their first nine months, they've held over 4,000 private meetings and established itself as the most conversational virtual platform in the promotional product space. They're looking for distributors, folks. They're super manageable meetings, two hours of your time, once a month. That's four, and that's four weeks in advance. You'll get that to fit into your schedule. It's convenient. Join from your car, your train, your home, your home office, your office backyard, your front yard. Doesn't really matter, folks. It's so convenient. Simple, easiest uh, a virtual platform in the industry. No question. Yeah. No question. Conversational. You get those one-on-one meetings focused on your account base. Great supplier mix from top 40 suppliers to hidden gems. And you've talked about discovering some of those great hidden gems that you would never have found without the soapbox. Yep. Um, it's going to expand your network and create relationships. It leads to business. Yep. period. And it's free, no charge for distributors. So they're right now looking for new distributors. Why not check out and see if you qualify? So head over to promosoapbox.com and complete the request info form if you're an interested distributor, or just send them an email at info at promosoapbox.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, I want to thank you so much for having the bravery to have this podcast with the boldness, the, the courage, if you will. Thanks, man. This was fun. It was. That's right.